Good morning! Good afternoon, Richmond. It's 12 noon, and I'm AWOD. This is the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM and always available on the free Odyssey app. You're listening to Richmond's home for VCU basketball. And the Rams are at the stew once again for a matchup with Loyola Chicago. The Ramblers versus your Rams of Virginia Commonwealth University. And Loyola Chicago comes in here red hot. Winners of three in a row. They're 5-1 and one in conference play. Only lost a two-point loss to undefeated Richmond, the Spiders. So Loyola Chicago's hot. The good news? So is VCU. The Rams coming off of a 24-point victory over St. Louis. I thought it was the best offensive and defensive performance of the season. Joe Bamisil goes off for 29 points. The defense only allows Gibson Jemerson to get three shot attempts and two points on the game. Really good offense, really good defense. Uh, Zeb Jackson is out, still out with back spasms. It was announced this morning he will miss the game, so Jason Nelson once again will start in his place. Pre-game coverage starts right here on 910 The Fan at 615 Tip-off just after 7 p.m. On the show today, we will break down the final four teams left in the NFL playoffs. How did they get here, and what are their chances of getting all the way to the Super Bowl and hoisting that Lombardi trophy? Spoiler alert, I do think you can make a case for each of the four teams remaining to win the Super Bowl. All four teams, in my opinion, have a championship resume and the right roster. It is one of the best Final Fours, conference championship weekends we've had in a while. I think it's going to be a ton of fun. But you know how we like to start the show every day by catching you up on anything you might have missed around the sports world. And we begin with the Australian Open here on the Sports App. Here it is, everybody. Clearly, this is the future. Stats, scores, Are you serious? Wi-Fi plus 3G, 64K. This one, this one. The Sports App. While you were sleeping, some good tennis being played in Australia. Aussie Open quarterfinal. This is not the year. Not the year for the American men. I was hoping. It's been 21 years since a American man has won a Grand Slam. Got to go back to 2003. Andy Roddick's U.S. Open. Taylor Fritz was the last American remaining on the men's side last night. At about 11.45, he took on the number one seed, Novak Djokovic. But to the Joker's surprise, Fritz had a perfect game plan. Came out swinging and played really well for the opening two sets. He broke Novak and served for the first set. Then lost in a tiebreaker, 7-6. Held strong in the second set. Fought off multiple break points and won the second set to even up the match. And then completely ran out of juice, started making unforced errors, and did not have the mental fortitude to come back and force a fifth set. Djokovic advances in four sets to the semifinals. On the women's side, American Coco Goff with an unbelievable comeback. So good you had to see it live. She was down in the first set, 5-1. to one. one Five straight games to go up 6-5. Got broken back 6-6. Wins 8-6 in a tiebreak. First set 7-6. Loses in a second set tiebreak to Marta Kostiuk. 7-6, 7-3. And then wins the third setter. Comes out hot in the third set after going back to the locker room. uh, Changing, meeting with her coach. Comes out and wins 6-2 to advance to the semifinals. And, of course, she is the last American remaining in the Aussie Open. Let's move over to the NBA. 
couple big-time buckets and a couple big-time scores. But first, we begin with a trade in the NBA. The Hornets trading guard Terry Rozier to the Miami Heat. Rozier joins Heat culture for a 2027 first-round pick. And Kyle Lowry out of Miami heading to the Charlotte Hornets. Sources told ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski earlier today. Rozier 29 is averaging a career best 23.2 points per game along with 6.6 assists. That's also a career high. He's averaging almost four rebounds a game and in his fifth season with the Hornets uh, just was too good for Charlotte. Wanted to be on a contender. Of course, moves on. Now will team up with Jimmy Buckets, Tyler Hero, and the Miami Heat. Joel Embiid Had a monster game last night. He finished with a season-high 18 rebounds, 5 assists, 1 steal, 1 block, just 1 turnover in 36 minutes. But my goodness, 24-41 from the field, 21-23 from the foul line, 70 points when he went coast-to-coast with a layup with about a minute 41 seconds he set a career high in rebounds with 18. Broke Hall of Famer Will Chamberlain's 76ers record with 68 points. That was set in December of 1967. Embiid was feeling himself last night. Here's Embiid for two, getting 70 as they would defeat the Spurs 133-123. to So Joel now with 68 points. There's been two centers... Embiid and David Robinson with games like that. Embiid with the ball after a steal. Joel drives it down the lane. Left-hand lamp. It's up and good. In the NBA last night, Carl Anthony Towns for the T-Wolves scores a franchise record 62 points. It includes 44 in the first half. I'm watching that game. They have a 15-point lead. All right, they're going to keep Carl Anthony Towns, see if he goes for 70. Well, then the... Hornets started erasing that deficit slowly by slowly from down by 18 to down by two to tying the game to having a three-point lead. They won 128 to 125 coming back to stun the T-Wolves after Towns had topped his previous career best of 60 points. Now the Hornets announcer was losing his mind in the first half as Towns would not miss. I want you to take a listen to the Hornets announcer losing his mind here. 38. No! No! Are you kidding? Are you kidding? Towns was just not missing in the first half, but in the fourth quarter, four points, two of ten shooting from the field, while the Hornets would come back and win the game. After the game, both head coach Chris Finch and star player Anthony Edwards said the team was soft in the loss. They got distracted by Towns' incredible performance. And just lost all focus as the T-Wolves blow the lead and lose the game on a career night for Carl Anthony Towns. Kevin Durant and the Phoenix Suns went to -to head-to-head with the Chicago Bulls. Durant hung in the air and hit the game winner. Let's take a listen to the call on KMVP. Allen inbounding, looking, gets it to Nurkic. He takes a dribble, bounces to KD. Pull up jumper at the buzzer. He got it! Kevin Durant, still 1.6 seconds left, but the Suns take the two-point lead. 
That's the big stories in the NBA. We'll go around the NBA on the fast break with Awad and Justin Fensterman at 2.30. Let's move over to College Hoops here on the Sports App. So it is a VCU game day. The Rams at the Siegel Center hosting Loyola Chicago. Virginia Tech, the Hokies, back in Blacksburg Castle Coliseum as they will face off against Boston College. So we'll preview that game later on in the show today. Virginia Tech uh, needing another win in ACC play to get back to 500. They are 3-4 and four on the season. We got a lot to get to on the show today. There's a new rule at a local school that will not allow phones by students here in Richmond, Virginia. That's our non-sports local news story of the day. On the Richmond Commander, we will discuss... Ben Johnson possibly becoming the commander's next head coach and who we want him to team up with as the next defensive coordinator. Plus, four coaches remain in the NFL playoffs. We'll rank them as we go around the NFL on NFL hits. Don't go anywhere. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to AWOD Radio on the fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio 910 The Fan now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open. 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. We'll run around local store, uh, sports stories here in Richmond, Virginia with our guy Lane Casadante from CBS 6. That's coming up at 1.30. Robbie Robinson, who's on the call tonight for VCU Hoops against Loyola Chicago, will join us at 2 p.m. And then uh, Taco Bell has an update. I, I know Stubbs always getting hungry. So we'll do a little Taco Bell talk on dude food uh, probably around 2.15. We'll see. Might come 1.15 if, if Stubb is hungry. We, you never know with this guy, Stubb, over here and uh, you know his stomach growling. Uh, but it is time to bring in Michael Phillips here for a little crosstalk on the fan. If I could just have your attention. It's crosstalk with Adam Epstein and Michael Phillips on the fan. It's like that 190s movie that everybody loved. What's the name of that movie? It's not crosstalk, but it sounds like crosstalk. It's crosstalk on the fan. Oh, face-off with Travolta and Nick Cage. But this is crosstalk. Michael, the first producer night out tonight. I'm excited, a little nervous. I won't lie, a little nervous, Yeah, but excited. It's cool because I will say, you know, about 10 years ago, wow, it uh, makes me feel old, uh, I was with the Sports Junkies, and we had our first producer night out, and it turned into me becoming like best friends with drab t-shirts. So, yeah. like, you know, it's always cool. We work with each other every single day, but it, it, you're always a different person outside of the job. I, I feel like I know Stubb, but after tonight, like, I'm going to know. <laughs> I'm going to really gonna, know We're going to really know yeah, Stubb. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Once he finishes dancing on the table, right. uh, like, I, I think we'll all know Stubb a lot better yeah. at that point. Yesterday, he had a lot of confidence in his ability to go home with a VCU dance girl. And I was blown away by that confidence. I, I could see Stubb just, just shooting his shot. No, <laughs> no. Like, he's the kind of guy who, if he misses eight shots, he's still calling for the ball on shot number nine. Yeah. He's going to shoot until he hits. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he's a nerd. And nerds are in right now. Nerds are very nerds are in so right in. now. Very I in can right pull. now. Oh, <laughs> hey. I love this confidence. Hey. I love it. Yeah, no. So tonight's going to be a lot of fun for the producer night out. You know, there. it could be the first of many, or it could be the last, and we might be looking for a new producer tomorrow. You, you <laughs> never know what's going to happen. Uh, I will say this: it feels like there's a lot 
of dance team members, yeah. like relative to other colleges, just feel like <laughs> just feels like a big roster. It's a deep roster. It's a deep roster. It's a deep roster. So yeah. I think I think that plays in his favor. Too. Yeah, I, I would love to have Stubb and JC, you know, just both try to hit on chicks, you know, and we just me and you just kind of watch from afar. Wing wing. Like, are we wingmen? Or are we no, ju- we're, we're just, just kind of like sipping a beer, watching it happen, Stub, watching it go down. Stub, do you want him to be your wingman, or would you rather he just lays low and, and lets you do your thing? Like, are, are you a solo shooter, or do you, do you want a wingman? This is tough, because I, I don't know how much I trust uh, Adam to be like a good wingman. I feel really? like he's going to try to do a bit. I, I am I am I am <laughs> I, known for doing no, yeah. bits. He he's not wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's but not, I am like when we're talking about wingmen, I am the Steve Nash of wingmen. Like I give out a lot of assists. Okay. A lot of assists. Okay. I will, I will hype you up. Uh, you know, I'll hype up your dog. You don't even own a dog, but the girl will be dying to go back to your apartment yeah. to see your dog. Also, uh, Josh has like a ten year age gap on all the dancers while I have like a one. So yeah. I feel like that's kind of helpful in your for favor. my case. Look, JC's my guy. Don't yeah. make me come in here and say bad things about JC. But but Stubbs clearly <laughs> got the better odds here on on FanDuel. Well, tonight. now here the thing is, <laughs> JC seems to be young in the heart though, right? Like I think he I think he could kind of relate to them more than you. You're an older soul, Stub. I, I've heard this. Yeah, you you love to say that to me. You're an old soul. I didn't know you were Gen Z. Uh, just based on Dude. looking at you, you'd think he's thirty. Setting aside picking up or anything, do you feel like if if we were at a table with a bunch of the dancers, like you could hang with them, or have you aged out of that? Oh, that's a good question. Like, do you feel like you could just have good conversation? I think and, so. And it's not awkward. We got enough in common. Both went to VCU. You know, lived on <laughs> campus. Oh yeah, I got stories to that, tell. That's five minutes I've right got there. Stories yeah, to that's, tell. that's a good. That's a that's a good five. Yeah, nobody. <laughs> I think you can people don't know about the tennis rager of 2013. <laughs> that was wild times. <laughs> tennis teams don't go hard as much as they used to. <laughs> tennis teams don't go as hard as they used. How I was wondering, you, you're watching all this Aussie Open. I was, yeah, I know. It's like there's got to be a deep seated. Uh, Love for tennis that got implanted there. That's Absolutely. great. Absolutely. All right, so producer night out tonight. So um, I have to do the pregame show, 6.15 at the Commonwealth Room. So what yep. time are you guys all planning on getting together to start the bits? I think we're meeting close to game time okay. is, yeah. is our plan. So Michael we'll, texted 6.45. I'm going to roll with that. Okay. 6.45 at the studio. Get, get, get settled in before the introductions, you know, before the video plays, all that. Because you don't, you don't want to miss the game, obviously. But I, I think we're all targeting post game as being the the fun like yeah. you know would would you under any circumstances leave the game early if yes. it were, if it was yes. up by up by 20 points up by 20 down I by 20 I would drop it to 16 if one of my favorite players has like double digits yeah I'll be honest up by 20 makes me want to see what Connor Odom's going to do well that's a good point there that's a good point <laughs> yeah I, I, I thought it was awesome getting getting him into the game there yeah you know, it's it, it, w- w- he was so committed to scoring. Yeah. It was impressive. Like you feel like coach's son, like walk on off the bench, maybe like a little bit shy, a little meek, <laughs> maybe like pass it to somebody. He was he was all in on getting two points. Yeah, and drove to the basket. Uh, Post game, are you thinking you've been hyping up Cobra Cabana for a while now? Uh, I like Cobra, but I like the outdoor Cobra portion. Ooh, it might it's be too cold. Not that. an outdoor night. Well, Village Cafe is another option. Villi- but I, that's going to be packed. Like when VCU wins, it's it feels like it's like forty five minutes. I mean, the plus side is it's walking. The yeah. downside is everybody can walk there. Yeah. Um. You know, I love I love everything on Robinson Street, but you got to drive. Yeah. Your curbsides, you know, buddies, all that. Yeah, um, buddies. Right. Yeah. <laughs> At that point, you might as well just go home. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's basically right next to his house. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I love. Um, but you know, I, I I could go either way. So wait, I'll, I'll defer to the 
I'll I mean, you've been degree. talking a lot about Cobra Cabana. If there's enough room inside, I'd be willing to try. You that. Could do an inside bit at Cobra Cabana. Yeah, and I don't think it's it's. I think it's going to be in the fifties, maybe maybe forties. It's not going to be in the fifties when the game ends. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's um, going to be. Like I'll 10 say 30. this though: <laughs> it, well. we could park at Cobra and walk over. And then you know, you're you're back. You're back there after the game. Yeah, I, I don't know. If, I don't know if you're a you know an Uber oh, how guy. Far, or how guy. far is the walk outside of the Seagull Center? It's maybe a ten minute walk from the Seagull Center, so it's it's aggressive. So at that but, point, we could, oh, that's not bad. You could walk to Ram's House, basically the same distance. Correct. So. Yeah, kind of a similar. I've never been to Ram's House. Is that yeah, is that the, a, the, the I think A1 it's bump? an option. I think it's an option. I wouldn't mind Ram's House as an option because I, they they have pizza, and I will ooh. probably want pizza after a win. <laughs> I can do a walk. I don't mind walking to a bar. I, yeah. I, that's no problem. I can walk to either place. Yeah, Ram's House or Cobra. Cobra Cobra's got like tater tots and you know stuff like that. They've they've got a good menu too. But I don't think they have pizza. Yeah, so. let's 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 try Ram's House. I like Ram's House. Yeah, yeah. let's. I've I've never been. I'm gonna um, be there for it, uh, the it, Saturday night game as well. I love that. Is that gonna be slam though? Because it is Ram's House. I think probably pregame. Okay. I'm not sure how many people have made that a postgame destination. It, it's yet, it's a know? touch far away. I agree. But we got we got a hearty crew. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I am pumped up for this game tonight. Mid the, midweek, coming off of a, a big win. Now three wins in a row. The first home win. The crowd was awesome. Uh, I want the student section to be lit like it was last time. Uh, super lit, according yeah. to Joe Bama. So yeah, yeah, he he gave he gave very high marks. That was the first really good atmosphere of the year. I, I loved it. We need that. Um, that that's what's going to help bring more students out more often is big crowd giveaways and wins and wins and 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 wins are going to be tough in the A10 this year as we're hey, already seeing teams are beating each other look up. at Loyola Loyola if VCU's favored tonight by 5 Loyola's 5 and 1 in conference play like i get the wins aren't all that impressive but that's five wins in conference oh, play. Oh, yeah, and everyone sleeps on Philip Austin. Des Watson was on Davidson last year. He, he was one of the most athletic guys on Davidson. Now he comes to Loyola Chicago. Oh, yeah, he's still the most athletic guy on Loyola Chicago. Uh, they're, they're a really tough team. I might have to scout them and watch that Richmond game again. Richmond got them by two. It, it, on I the don't road, remember how it ended. On though. the road, too. I, I I don't think we're sleeping on how good the Spiders are, but I think we're maybe sleeping on how impressive of a coaching job that is well, yeah. to reload and and be firing like that right out of the gate. Well, there's just you know there's something to Coach Mooney who's very comfortable in his system. His players are even if they're transfers, they transfer there because they're comfortable with running that system. They want to run the system, and it just feels like a team that has a coach in his 18th year who is running his stuff. And running it to perfection, man. But even you look at UVA, and they had so many hiccups under Tony Bennett earlier this year. Same, same deal. Long timer has the system, knows what he's doing, but to to make it that smooth, really impressive with, transition. With UVA, there. I would argue they lost too much in the transfer portal. Keaton Shedrick was supposed to be their star center this year. Since then, they've been missing that. Now they found Jordan Minor. Um, it, yeah, it, UVA, the transfer portal is killer. Yeah, and you, you need a pure shooter too. Like you know, McNeely's kind of been been on and off. Like I, I would love a, a Joe Bamisil type there. You could feel a lot better about them going into March. I, I think McNeely's the the right guy to be the pure shooter. I just I wonder if they're getting him enough open looks. A okay. lot of times it feels like he's shooting with like a defender in his face or he's rushing it because the end of the shot clock. I do think. He's got a really pretty jump shot. That's been that's my number one thing in college basketball is the eye test. What does your jumper look like? You know, there's hey. a few guys on a few teams hate their jumpers. Bamisil's got a weird jumper, but it it's smooth and it works. Yeah, and he jumps high enough that it, it's got the lift. There you, you go. Know, it's a good looking shot. I don't love Jason Nelson's shots. A little bit of a push shot. 
Uh, I like Shulgas, but he kind of like flicks his other his other thumb a little bit. Toby's shot's way too higher of an arc. I I just love breaking down basketball shots. Kwani's three. Kwani's three is a good looking three. Kind of uses two hands. The best looking shot on VCU right now has been Christian Furman's free throw. It's just it's so smooth. It's nothing but net. It, he's he has improved. Tremendously at the free throw line. I love Awad's hoops breakdowns. This is so good. I, I just I'll listen to this all day. Keep yeah. it keep it coming. Coming up next, we'll talk crossovers on the fan. <laughs> That's Michael Phillips. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to Awad Radio. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to Awad Radio here on the New Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. So the NFL. Conference championship matchups are set. Two games on Sunday featuring the Baltimore Ravens hosting the Kansas City Chiefs and the Detroit Lions traveling to San Francisco to face off against the Niners. And Niners faithful should be happy to hear that Debo Samuel does not, in fact, have a fracture in his shoulder. He will be a game-time decision for that matchup, Josh Allen, quarterback of the Bills, hasn't lost faith that the Bills' window is closed. I kind of think it's closed. Uh, I would be shocked if the Bills made the playoffs last year and got to host a division round matchup again. Uh, I kind of think they're going to take a step back. Plus, there's other teams rising. Cincinnati will be better la- next year. Jacksonville would be back. Tennessee might be improved. Um, you know, Cleveland is probably going to be back with a lot of talent next year. So uh, we'll see what happens with the Bills. I kind of think their window to win a championship has closed. Lions reached a deal with veteran tight end Zach Ertz. He can be promoted from the practice squad to play in the game this Sunday. Panthers promote the ex-linebacker Morgan to the GM position. And the Titans nearing a deal with Callahan, Bill Callahan, to be the team's next head coach. But how did we get here to the NFL conference round? And what do we think of either team's shot of making it to the Super Bowl? So we will start with the Kansas City Chiefs. Six AFC championship games in a row, Stub. Six in a row. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I just don't I don't like that. I want new people. See, I, I, I completely disagree with you there, and I I get it. Michael's talking about it. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone's got Kansas City fatigue. We're tired of them. They're the old story. That's not the case for me. I like to cheer for greatness, and Patrick Mahomes is one of the GOATs. Andy Reid, I believe, is the greatest head coach of all time. The fact that he did it in the NFC with the Eagles and now in the AFC winning two Super Bowls with the Chiefs He's just unstoppable. So how did the Chiefs get here? How did they get to the conference championship game? Well, you got to rewind all the way to the beginning of the season. And who did they face off against week one? Another team that is remaining. And that's the Detroit Lions. Lions got them. Remember that? Week one, 21-20. Dan Campbell came in and the Lions uh, made a few big plays down the stretch to win that game. Then Kansas City bounced back with not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, six straight wins to go to six and one on the season. Denver got them 24 to nine, and that was the game that sparked Denver's little bit of a yeah, run, right? Yeah. Kansas City would bounce back with a win over the Dolphins 21 14. And then the Eagles got them. And this was the stretch of the season where Kansas City really struggled. They lose to the Eagles, they beat the Raiders, they lose to the Packers, then they lose to the Bills. 
beat the Patriots, lose to the Raiders, and there's two games left in the season here, and it looked like Kansas City might be playing in the wild card round. But then they defeated the Bengals and the Chargers and were able to lock up that three seed with the Bills winning week 17, or excuse me, week 18, to lock up the two seed. And then it was the Dolphins once again. And, and look, the Dolphins are a good team. Kansas City's been able to beat them anytime they play them. And the weather. The right? weather. Like, like they yeah. have never been able to perform in that kind of temperature, which is like, yes, on them. But it just kind of that wasn't a matchup. I think that people would have hoped, right? For I mean, it to have been. we didn't. We almost didn't talk about it enough. The fact that Tua was from Hawaii, then played at yeah, Alabama. He's not, he's not ready for and that. And then the cold conditions there uh, in Kansas City. He couldn't even throw a screen pass correctly. Yeah. Uh, Chiefs win easily, twenty-six to seven. Last week, the twenty-seven twenty-four victory over the Buffalo Bills because the Bills missed that field goal. But I talked about this yesterday. From start to finish, I never felt like Kansas City was going to lose that game. It just felt like anytime they needed a score, Mahomes went right down the field. Anytime they needed a stop, they would eventually get it. They got the stop there in the fourth quarter to get the ball back and eventually go on to win this game. And so that's how they got here. Do I feel like the Chiefs can beat the Ravens? Absolutely. Do I feel like the Chiefs can win the Super Bowl again? Absolutely. Uh, they've got Rasheed Rice playing really well. Isaiah Pacheco is an animal that they have not had at the running back position in either of their two previous Super Bowl wins. But their wide receivers just not up to the standard of the, no, the Chiefs. No, they're not. Uh, but they they were good last week. All right. And how good do your wide receivers need to be when Travis Kelsey's having an unbelievable game like that. You know, I, I, I said it before, Stubb. You know it's my favorite thing. When a quarterback's struggling, what do they go to? They tight go end. to their tight end. Travis Kelsey, five catches, 75 yards, and two touchdowns. Like I said, Rasheed Rice was, was pretty good. Four catches, 47 yards. Valdez Scantling, 62 yards. They might need a receiver to go over 100 yards if they're going uh, to beat the Ravens because... Zay Flowers, Odell Beckham, yeah. they're going to get Mark Andrews back. That's two elite tight ends on yeah. the Ravens. They're, they're not going to trust Mecole Hardman. But here's the other thing that they've got going for them. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is a really good change of base running back. He only had two carries against the Bills. Each of them went for 15 yards. Explosive plays with your backup running back. That's why I give the Chiefs a shot against the Baltimore Ravens. Let's go over to the NFC. How did... The Detroit Lions get here. Well, we mentioned it week one, the victory over the Kansas City Chiefs. They're flying high. Then the Seattle Seahawks came to town, and that was one of the best games of the season. Do you remember that game? Seattle wins in overtime, 37-31. So after dropping to one-on-one, the Lions go and win fourth straight. A couple games in their division against the Falcons and Panthers. They beat the Packers, and they beat the Buccaneers as well. Then the Ravens thump them. 38-6, 38-6, to six. and that was like an eye-opening loss for the Detroit Lions. But what they do when they dealt with adversity this year? They bounced back with a three-game win streak. Raiders, Chargers, and then against the Chicago Bears. Packers come to town on Thanksgiving and get a 29-22 victory. They would bounce back with a hard-fought win over the Saints, 33-28. The Bears would get them before closing the season uh, with three wins in four games. Uh, to get the home field advantage in the playoffs and winning the NFC North for the first time in 30 years. Now, problem is, is they're going to San Francisco to face off against the best team in the NFL. What you've got going for you in Detroit is 
They're playing inspired football. They've got a ton of confidence. We read Jared Goff's quote yesterday. They expected to be in this game. They expected to go to the 49ers, and they expect to be in that game and eventually win that game. They have the expectations that they're a Super Bowl team, and all season long they've proved that they be- they deserve to play in this game. Will they get the win? We'll have to wait and find out, but I believe they deserve to be in this game, and I think they're good enough to beat the Niners if they play at their best. I really think they can do this. I, I think it's a mindset thing. I think it's a quarterback thing. Goff is better than Purdy. It's not by too much, and and yes, the Niners have better offensive weapons, but they just didn't look good last week. <laughs> it, it, they just didn't against the Packers. Yeah, um, Goff is playing much better football right now than Brock Purdy. Yes, absolutely. The problem is Bert, Purdy has better weapons around him. How did the Baltimore Ravens get here? First in the AFC North, 13-4 and four on the season. Well, they got past the Texans last week, and that's how they started the regular season with a 25-9 victory over C.J. Stroud. A hard-fought win in Cincinnati against Joe Burrow, 27-24, before losing their first game of the season, 22-19, to the Baltimore Colts. That is the game, if you guys remember, that the sports junkies lost their circuit survivor pool pick on. A lot of people in our Odyssey League lost that game as well because the Ravens had the win the entire game against the Colts. They were up 7-0. Then they're up 14-10. Then in the fourth quarter, they get a safety... And had the ball to run out the clock, Lamar throws an incomplete pass. They have to pass, They have to punt it back to the Colts, who go down the field, tie it, and then win it with the field goal in overtime. And that's how the Ravens lost their first game of the season. Well, then they bounce back, demolish the Browns 28-3. Lose to the Steelers, and that was the T.J. Watt game. Steelers offense scores no points. T.J. Watt gets a fumble return for a touchdown. Steelers win 17-10. Ravens then win four straight before losing a heartbreaker to Cleveland, 33-31. They round out six straight wins and then, of course, lose the final game of the regular season to the Steelers. That score also 17-10, but Lamar Jackson did not play. In games that Lamar Jackson played this year, they lost by two points, by seven points, and by three points. When Lamar Jackson plays for the Ravens this year, They've got a very good shot of winning the game. They're the best team in the NFL to me right now. When they're I, when I they're healthy, no absolutely. Um, I, I would here's what I would argue is the weakness, and it's not really a weakness because it's almost impossible to stop Lamar. But he has been stopped in the playoffs before by right? an injury, by an injury, and by Derrick Henry. Um, I believe the opposing team, if they're able to run the ball for a hundred yards, you know, and that's the thing is. Lamar thrives at being on the field for so long because he can keep drivers alive by running it on third down. And when he does that over and over again, and you're consistently moving the ball past midfield, and you're consistently getting into field goal range, and then you're consistently getting the red zone, and then you're converting in the red zone, that's how Baltimore's been so good. I I think the Ravens, they're going to need to get off to a hot start here. Um, they're going to oh, have yeah. to have a better oh, first yeah. half than they had against the Texans. I don't think the Ravens win this game if it goes into half in a locker room tied at 10. The Niners against the Lions. Niners deserve to be in this position. They've been one of the best teams in the NFL all season long. They had that you know skid in the middle of the season. Right. 
But uh, Debo was hurt, and then McCaffrey was hurt, and then Brock Purdy was inaccurate. Uh, but they've got most of their guys back. We'll keep an eye on Debo Samuel. I do think if Debo Samuel doesn't play in this game, the line will shift into the Lions' favor, and you'll be looking at, I think, by kickoff, San Francisco minus three. If Debo plays, it's probably around six and a half. We'll give you the picks later on the week. And of course, we've still got AWOD's certified NFL game of the week, guaranteeing football fans around the country will enjoy this game no matter who is the competition. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, if you're a dad listening and you've got kids going to public school in Richmond, Virginia, we've got an interesting topic coming up next on The Fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open throughout the show. 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. So we teased it last segment. Four Richmond City schools begin enforcing a new policy. No phones. I actually totally support this. I do not think you need your phone in school. I survived kindergarten through about 10th grade without a phone. Then iPhones came out, and I'll tell you guys, I honestly was very distracted. Playing games, spending hours on Google and Reddit. It was not needed. Um, And I I actually think that this is a great rule. I support this. Make these kids read a damn book. I had to. Holes changed my life. Catcher in the rise shaped the person I am. Animal form. 1984. We need these kids to read in school. They don't need to be on their damn phone. And so it just came out today. Four new schools began their enforcement of a new phone policy here in Richmond, Virginia. It is the Dogwood Middle School, River City Middle School, John Marshall High School. That's why they're good at basketball. These kids aren't distracted. And Open High School. So the new policy means that bringing that beginning each day, students will have to lock up their phones in a pouch um, and they feature magnetized locks and will keep the phones locked away all day until they are unlocked at the school's exits. I don't like this. You don't like this plan. Look, stuff. look, look, look. I'm a, I, I agree that you should not have your phone out in class. Yeah. And that's already enforced by the teachers. It's this magnetic pouch thing. Oh, is it really enforced? It is enforced. What kind of school did you go to? Midlothian because, High School. All right. How many? You never did the phone up your sleeve trick no. so they can't see you doing that? You never did the bit where you plugged your headphones and you put them up your hoodie, then down your arm, and then you put your hand against your ear and nobody could tell you were listening to music? No, I was an upstanding student. Yeah. However, I see no problem with listening to music while doing homework. I've always thought that was a, a, a lame thing to okay. get mad about. But the pouch thing is, is I, while I think that you shouldn't have your phone out, I, I, I think that it's important to have access to for n- n- emergencies and whatnot. I think relying on the teacher for any and all emergency phone contact-wise is just a bad idea. Also, I mean, you're right. There's a lot of issues with schools, and, and there's been a lot of tragedies that um, are, are really upsetting. And yeah. my sister's a teacher, and I hate that she has to – you know, go through with this. But when we're talking middle school and high school, the distractions that can be on a cell phone are millions. And I, and I agree. And the thing is that every kid now has a laptop yeah. at school. And that's the same thing. I, I, I spent four years finding new ways to play games on that laptop as yeah. they blocked websites every <clears throat> single day. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's same just thing how it is. For me, they, you know, they would allow you to, 
you know, go to Incognito, and then from there you could get to all the game, you know, websites, and you're playing Clash of Clans, yeah, of and you're playing all that stuff. Right. And, and I, I think it's just, I think about my own mom, and if I was in a bad situation at school, and I could not text her, that would suck for her. Well, like, the- she would be terrified the whole time that I couldn't just say, hey, I'm okay. Oh, absolutely. That would, I, and, and, and also, look, kids have their old phones. You get a new phone every three years or so. You bring the old one in. You lock oh, so it up. You're saying the you policy's not working so because to get there's a hack around. It, you're right. You come in and, and you give them your old phone with an old SIM card. Yeah, and then you and then you just have your other one, and yeah. and and it's gonna just take longer for everyone to get out of class. You're gonna have to have someone there unmagneting and magneting in the mornings and the afternoons. If if someone needs to get picked up early, they're gonna have to go through some workaround. They can't text their mom first. It just seems like it's just so much red tape for something that's gonna effectively do nothing. No, to me. no, but what I would say is if I need to contact my parents, they still have landlines there. They, you know, I used to, I mean, I mean, things are different. I used to go to the nurse to call my mom to complain about a stomach ache, and the next thing I knew, I was getting picked up, and, you know, I'm watching Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, but just the ability to text is just, it, it, it makes things happen more quickly. And I, I don't know, kids are going to find a way to distract themselves. I don't think you should be on your phone so the whole time, obviously. Yeah. But also, hey, like, school sucks. It's boring. It, it's a tough to get through. And being able to check your texts in the hallway between classes is just a good little mental refresh that is also being taken. I away. will give you that. I will give you that. But you're also then you're zoning out for a little bit. And you then need you, that. Then you get to the next class and you're all you're doing is thinking about the text messages that Sarah sent I you need with a the zone cute out. eyes. I, that's important to me. I think I think focusing on school for that long at, at like the young age it's it's tough. You need a zone out. Oh, see, you that's, that's where I think you're second. wrong, is that we're, we're raising these kids to have the attention span of goldfish now, right? They can't pay attention no, for you 30 just minutes. Sat, you sat through Are you a, kidding me? You sat through an hour and 15 minute class. You can't even class. sit through an hour TV show because your attention span <laughs> no, so can messed sit through up. a two hour movie. You, you, you go through an hour and 15 minute long class, yeah. you just want five minutes to open Clash of Clans see, in that, between. See, I that, think that's, that's okay. Wrong. I think the teachers need to step up. Hey, if an hour and 15 minutes is bad, all right, then you know what? Be a cool teacher that plays games every 30 minutes or does something so that you break up the learning environment. So, Because if the kid feels like, oh, this is an hour and 15 minutes of hell, well, then absolutely they're going to want to grab their cell phone. Yeah. But my favorite teachers always made it fun with kind of games and competition and learning something fun. No, and I agree, and that's a good teacher. But the, the reality is that it is an underpaid business that they are scrapping for whoever they can. So and your solution is let kids play on their phones. For five minutes between classes. No, it's corrupting their mind. Not I good. I don't think so. Do you support no, this or not? I did that not? all the time. I, I was a straight A student and I was on my phone as much as I could be. Yeah, and then it was a little different when you got to Blacksburg. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> phone lines are open if you want to chime in. 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. The spokesperson for Hopewell City Public Schools said, quote, there was kind of a pattern of students coordinating either fights themselves or just when fights were going to happen and there's an audience, which kind of is fuel to the fire and gets more kids involved in doing that and feeling the pressure to fight. That piece has kind of been eliminated because the phones are locked away. That's a good point now. Because so many people are into social media and things like that, Anytime something's going crazy, they're going to pull out their phone and film it for TikTok and film it for Snapchat, and that leads to more fights and more craziness. If you want to chime in, phone lines are open, 833-804-0910. Stubb, who do we have on line one here? We have Robert from Richmond. He wants to weigh in on a... Robert, you're on the fan with AWOD. 
Hey, Awad. Um, so my son attends Benedictine uh, College Prep here in Richmond and through public school our whole way through, and Benedictine's only at high school. And they, they are, for the boys' side, there's no uh, no cell phones and no laptops. Mm-hmm. And they do have a computer lab, old-school lab like we had. Uh, but, man, it has been so great for my son because he's just not distracted and he's endowed in and engaged in the classes. The classes are a little bit shorter. They don't do a full block schedule there. So the classes are like 45 minutes each. They just said the boys just don't have the attention span. So that type of learning has been fantastic for our family. And we've had, you know, I had a daughter with the public school and high school, which was great experience too, but the phones are just a big distraction. The teachers cannot, you know, do their job and, and have to monitor, you know, all the kids' usage on the phones and the laptops. Yeah. And, man, I think it's a great thing, and I think it, it helps our kids and anything we can do to help these kids while they're in school and the administration. It's just a win-win, and, and I'm glad to see someone finally, uh, you know, other than a private school, you know, coming forward and, and trying to make a change for the better. Yeah, no, and, and you brought something that I think is really interesting. So no laptops, because you're right. If teachers are up there, you know, lecturing and then somebody's giggling, then they've got to stop the lecture to walk around to check what's on that laptop screen. And then by the time they get back, you know, you've lost half the classroom. Teachers can't be monitoring the students. They need to be teaching. Yes, we and, and it was a big fail for us because of the way they were teaching that at Benedictine. We were... You know, because we were just like, well, how can they, they've had laptops their whole middle school life, you know, and how is this going to translate and how are they going to do it? And they just said that this is so much better and you know, the numbers and their education is, is on par with the public schools. And they just said this is a better way to teach because the kids are so distracted by the electronics. So and if, they, if they're looking, they can't be looking at the laptop and listening to the professor. Uh, so it's been great for us. I'm not saying it's for everybody, but. Man, I, I, I applaud the uh, public schools. Anybody trying to make that, it's a gosh, what a battle they're going to have with the parents and the kids. But, but I applaud them for doing it. I think it's the right thing. Yeah, good call, Robert. I appreciate you chiming in. Phone lines are open, 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. I mean, there is, you know, there is something to how much you can be distracted by your phone. And, you know, I, I think back to when I was in school, and I'm, I'm 31 years old right now, so cell phones were kind of just becoming a thing uh, when I was in school here. Uh, but I always like to take notes with my pencil. And I was a mechanical pencil guy. And, you know, we do- joke about this. I was a lefty, so I'd always get the lead yep, on my hand. Me too. But there was something about when I wrote it on my with my hands, I memorized it better. When I type it on my laptop, it disappears quicker. And there's something, too, like, so he, he his son's not able to have a laptop. That's going to make his son be a better writer because a lot of kids nowadays, they, they don't even learn cursive. And that drove yeah, me crazy when learn? I learned that. Okay, okay. Two things. You need to learn cursive to sign your name. One, the writing thing is actually scientifically backed as uh, better for memory. Yeah. So you're, you're right there. And two, cursive, uh, like, sure, we can learn how to sign our name, but I, I don't know. That's all you need. Well, I, here's the it's, thing. It's all stupid. Right, so That's a whole waste of no, 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 a no, lesson. No, no, no. It's not a waste because you just, yes, said, you just said writing it is better for the mind. Is it not? No, writing is. I'm saying cursive. Right, no, but no, cursive, cursive doesn't cursive mean anything. Cursive is just writing, but quicker. No, it's can, not quicker. Oh, you, you don't think I can write in cursive way better than I can write regular? Illegibly. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's illegible. Even to no. myself, it would be illegible. Oh no, I can it's, read. It's, I can read my own cursive. No, you know what? Stupid. You were taught cursive by a stupid person. That's no, what I it wasn't. Is. It's just nothing. It's nothing. Oh, here comes the Gen Zers, <laughs> and they don't support cursive. Yeah, because oh, who cares? Man. Oh, who we don't cares? support cursive. Yeah, I don't. All right. Why don't you eat a Tide Pod and find <laughs> out? Let's go back to the phone lines. 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. Stub, who do we got here on line two? We got Coach. Coach, what's up, Coach? What's up, A.Y.? What's up, dude? You want to chime in? Uh, I, yeah, I want to chime in. I was just going to say, I got two things. Um, let me play devil's advocate a little bit. And I want to say, I think the adults, the teachers, and the principals and stuff should lead by example and also turn their phones in. Okay. Um, and also, what about the kids that, uh, that use Apple Pay and stuff to pay for their lunch or whatever they may be getting that day? Do I got to go to back to my teacher and get my phone? Then go to the lunchroom, then come back, and then grab my teacher back my phone. Or what? What do I do? You know what? I don't have an answer. That's that's a good one this because I, Apple Pay wasn't a thing when I yeah, was in school. That's what I'm saying. It's it's a it's a whole bunch of red tape over yeah. something that I think could be fixed easier. Yeah, I, I'll tell you this though. Coach makes a good point. If I get called to the principal office and he's sitting there on his phone, I'm going to be ticked <laughs> off. I'm going to be ticked off at the principal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. all I had, buddy. All right, man. Good, good call. I appreciate you chiming in. Phone lines are open eight three three eight zero four zero nine ten eight three three eight zero four zero nine ten. So Stubb wants you to have your cell phones and have an education, and you want your cake and to eat it too. Yes, I do. I, right. I think it's possible. All right. I like that you're you have a strong opinion on it. I did it. Like I, I grew up in a in a world where I had a laptop and a phone all of middle and high school. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. You well, <laughs> you're working in I'm radio, doing, yeah, so I'm you're doing not doing right. that good, but. <laughs> <laughs> you could be an IT guy making triple what I make. I, I switched uh, degrees for a reason. Yeah. IT made me sad. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But believe me, my friends who worked in IT, they all have put a down payment on a house. You know? So I'd there are other perks. I'd rather be happy than have a down payment on a <laughs> Good house. Good point. All right. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio on the fan. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.